Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have on Joanne Stoneberg. So we're going to bring her on in just a moment. But first, a couple of announcements. First, if you have not come on one of my Big Island UFO tours, come to Hawaii, come to the Big Island, Kona side and see the night sky in a whole new way using my advanced generation three military night vision goggles. And if you haven't had the opportunity to download my free 20 minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you grab that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Joanne. Hello, Joanne. Hello. So let me share your bio with my audience because I think we're going to have a really interesting conversation today. So Joanne Stoneberg is a clairvoyant and evolutionary astrologer and custodian of As the Planets Turn. Her training in ancient techniques has heightened her already intuitive skills to eloquently heal the souls of past lives, deal with past wounds, unresolved drama, and unwanted patterns of behavior. She helps earthbound spirits cross over, transforms the lineage of our ancestors, and to clear negative energies from our homes. She has the gift of translating the ancient language of astrology in a brilliant way that helps you discover the evolution of your soul. Joanne's passion is to help women with modern problems find clarity, purpose, and passion in their life transitions. Joanne is also a teacher of astrology, for more information about Joanne, her services, and astrology school, go to asthepanetturns.com. So welcome, welcome. Um, so, okay, there's a lot that, a lot that I want to ask you, but before, before we jump into astrology and all the other amazing things that you do, I first would love for you to share with me and the audience kind of how you grew up, your background, spiritual, religious, something else. Like, did you always grow up in astrology and were clairvoyant or what What was that like? Yeah. So, um, well, grew up in your typical middle, you know, middle class family. My father was in the RCMP. My mother was a nurse. Yeah. And so and, and mom was very always went to church, Catholic church. Uh, every Sunday, she, right up until she passed and, you know, dragged us kids along as well. <laughs> one day I'm sitting in, in the church that I remember this is I'm sitting there 17 years old and I'm like, the the priest has given his sermon and I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, just this thought of everything was very hypocritical mm. and I just got up and left and never went back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was never really religious. I always fought it because it was it just never resonated with me growing up. So I, I have always been clairvoyant. What I know now is clairvoyant growing up. I didn't, of course, when you're little, you don't know that. I didn't grow up around people who were into all the metaphysical stu stuff. So grew up in a fairly normal family and doing all the family activities and that. And but I always had this extra sense. I always had this extra em empathic and sensitive side to myself, always sensitive to the energies around me all the time. And growing up, I'm like, isn't everybody like this? You know, yeah. always knowing and seeing. And I, I always saw spirit growing up, always. So my clairvoyant having that mediumship skill. And, and then at, at points, I remember just automatically helping them cross over at times, okay. right? Just naturally doing it. 
And then, uh, so fast forward through my 20s, I started playing with the tarot cards a little bit and into my 30s and playing with the tarot cards and finding friends that also did that as well. And then one day I was constantly drawn to that because it had so many metaphysical um, uh, experiences, you know, just with spirit and that. And, and again, I'm with, wasn't everybody like this? <laughs> I even still do that today. I'm like, it baffles me, right? But anyway, because it's so normal for me. And so anyway, in my early 40s, I went to a lecture on there four people giving lectures on the different modalities that did they do. And one of them was astrology. Okay. I get home and I'm like, oh, I want to learn astrology. It just resonated with me. So I called up the girl that would give in the lecture. And of course she was giving classes. So I took some classes and it's like the big universal doors opened and mm -hmm. everything astrology found, fell out everywhere. I went books, people, classes, conferences for the next four years, solid four or five years solid. I did nothing but study astrology outside of my day job. Like I just couldn't get enough of it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. Right. And I was like, something that I can take and do my own and, you know, not have to conform and memorize everything else out there. <laughs> just something that I could make my own, which is the beauty of astrology. And so even though I've known the tarot, that became my passion. That That is my passion. That's what I do. I am an astrologer. I channel the planets and going to all the conferences for four years all over the States and Canada. And it was I always gravitated to evolutionary astrology, which okay. would what is that compared to yeah Western yeah. astrology or you know there's so many terms thrown around so there there is there is there there's um yeah there, there's a bunch of different modalities within astrology so not it's not in like becoming a doctor you have mm. to know all the foundation of the body first and then you specialize in pediatrics or brain surgery or bones or whatever it is right. Similar with astrology, you need to learn your basics. And that's what was drilled into me by all the other astrologers. Know your basics, get to know your basics, and then branch out. Because there's so many different ways you go. There's financial, there's health, there's mundane, there's horary, there's, you know, and evolutionary astrology, which I gravitate to. So evolutionary astrology is a looking at the chart, specifically, um, not to bring in too many terms here, but looking at the planet Pluto, and the moon's nodes, which are actually two points in space where the sun and moon cross paths, looking at just those three, um, as those three elements in the chart mm -hmm. tells you where the how the soul has come into this world, the mm -hmm. energies that they brought in from previous lifetimes, what they're here to learn, their potential, the learnings from the past. Um, all of the things are going through in this in this lifetime in this environment and like i said the potential but it it's so telling it's so deep it really gets to the root cause of that person's soul dynamic as to what's going on for them in this world and so one day i'm sitting there looking at a chart and i'm like oh okay now i know all this stuff about this person how can i help them okay and that's when I gravitated to learning more about my, I've, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So my next teacher appeared and she was teaching a technique called deep memory process, 
which included um, past life regression work, but doing it differently. It's not just past life tourism. It's actually working with the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And there's a whole technique around that. And really, really cool and very profound and really shifting and changing the energy for whatever fears or obstacles that you've come into with this lifetime. And, and then also with that, under that same umbrella was also learning how to work with the ancestors because we are our ancestors. We bring in stuff, habits, behaviors, health stuff, whatever, you know, and you start looking at that. Oh, grandma was like that. Oh, grandpa was, oh, they're, you know, so on down the line. So using a, using a similar technique, resolving ancestor patterns of behavior. And then also under that same umbrella, <laughs> which I learned as well, was a technique on how to help earthbound spirits cross over. And okay. I call it earthbound spirits and not ghosts. And it, it just grounded more of what I already knew naturally, but it helped me to understand more about it and gave me a technique as to how to help them cross over. So, so yeah, so I've got a lot in my toolkit. <laughs> my metaphysical toolkit. Yeah. So that's sort of me in a nutshell. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. And so, um, so I guess with the evolutionary astrology, so is it really just those three aspects that you are looking at in the chart or are you looking holistically and then honing in on that? Like who come, what kind of clients come to you? So the kind of clients that come to me are people going through tough times or transitions or toxic relationships or to toxic family, or even if they've separated themselves from toxic relationships, it's still triggered within them. So whenever somebody comes to me, I, I not only look, okay, so that was the environment that's triggering the situation. Where's the root cause of this trigger? Mm -hmm. And so then using the evolutionary astrology and Pluto and the nodes, you can just look at that and all of the and that, and then you draw in all the other planets and signs and aspects into that configuration. And it starts to tell a story about that person's life and their, their soul makeup. And so that person that comes to me, I get to the root cause as to what's going on and then using whatever modality comes up and it's very organic, my sessions and using whatever tool or, or, um, past life or ancestor or attachments or whatever going on for them, help them to resolve that. And then it's their job to giving them extra techniques and tools to move forward with to mm -hmm. continue in that path without bringing it back again. Right. Okay. But it, it helps them to see like, Oh, I can feel better. Right? Yeah. And this is how to do it. Right. So can you give maybe an example of a client without obviously naming names of like an issue that, that you got the root cause of or what they're, what they came in to learn and just, yeah, give us an example of how they were transformed. Okay. So one of my clients, she was still living in the house that her, and her um, now her, this was a while back. So she was still living in the house that her and her husband had that they, they've been divorced, right? But she was still living in the house with their son who needed some help. He had a few issues. And she was she was uh, in her 40s, 50s, in there somewhere. And she, her health wasn't the greatest. A lot of trouble with your back. Back is all about support. 
so not feeling supported. She was working at a job where she felt like she was constantly managing and running everything. And, and you know, finances and everything was really weighing heavy on her. And she felt really stuck, right? How do I get out of this, right? So she came and saw me and I helped her to realize and work through that your, your issue, your root cause here is not you know, you're stuck here. It's also finding the freedom to know that you have all these options, mm -hmm. right? You have all these options. To, and as soon as I showed her that and helped her to clear the energy around work, that this is not your job. You're not the boss. You're not getting paid for the boss. And we did some energy work to help clear that, which made it a lot better. She also had a side job, entrepreneur job that she wanted to get going as well. Okay. And then helped her to realize that she used to be a real estate person and you know, it's like, and she could borrow money from her, from her brother until, you know, temporarily until she got things going again. So what was the root cause there, the root cause was, yeah, just, and it was how she grew up too. So she grew up in, in a family that was like, you made your bed and lie in it. Okay. Right? So I just helped her work through all of those childhood issues as well and helping her to move forward. And, and when she realized this, that she had options and opportunity and different choices, the light bulb went on and she like fixed it because the house was also a little bit disrepair too, right? Okay. So then she went to her brother and got money from her brother and, and just her whole life turned around. It was just, yeah, her whole life yeah. turned around. <laughs> okay. Well, and so when during this process did you decide well i want to start teaching astrology not just doing it for your clients like you started an astrology school not many people do that so no this is true so i'm a sagittarian and I'm oh are you awesome okay so i have it i have it on good authority from the other astrologers sagittarius is the best sign out there <laughs> yeah and all all the all of the all of the zodiac signs have their awesome qualities of course and, but anyway, uh, so as a Sagittarian, we like to share information, right? Yes, I don't know if you notice that, but you, you hear something that's, oh, I have to tell everybody, right? <laughs> that's, that's a trait of a Sagittarian. So I started teaching about six years ago and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I can do this. And it, it's, I really love teaching and, and teaching other people and getting lots of really, really good compliments and feedback about how I teach. I go slow. You have to go slow. There's so much to it. It's like, where the heck do you start? Right. And, and so I start with the basics. I start by introducing the, the, who the, the planets, who the planets are, who all the zodiac signs are and the platforms that they play out on the houses and then how they all interconnect called, called the aspects, just those four elements mm -hmm. and all the things that go with that is a lot in itself. It's not unlike starting to watch a uh, soap opera on TV. Is and that, I have to ask, is that why you named your school As the Planets Turn? Because I used to watch As the World Turns. Yeah, that's where I got the name from. <laughs> I'm sitting there one day five years ago. And so I have to tell you a little backstory here. So okay. two years into astrology, I'm studying, you know, got focus, and two years in, then it dawns on me two, two and a half years into studying astrology. Wait a minute. All the planets are named after the Greek gods. Like, dang, I never <laughs> just didn't realize it until later on. Right. And then I started looking at the mythology. 
and realizing, oh my goodness, the mythology of all the gods and goddesses out there, it's like a soap opera. And I'm sitting there one day wondering, okay, what do I call myself? What name do I name, right? And I'm like, as the world turns, because it's like, oh, as the planets turn, because that's what's going on, drama, right? Right. And so that's that's how the name came about. <laughs> okay. Well, I love that. So, and I just, I do want to share just because you are spot on with, like, I resonate with the teacher piece of the communication piece because everything I've ever done in my life from childhood forward, I have always been the teacher of that. So when I was a teenager, I taught dance. I taught and choreographed dance. In um, actual undergrad, I went to the Evergreen State College where you could do your own curriculum and we didn't have comparative anatomy. And so I decided to put together a comparative anatomy class and I taught comparative anatomy to my other students. Wow. <laughs> And then I was a professor of biology and then I was in the mortgage industry, but we were more educating people about that. And then in my interior design business, I was educating people about how to make their spaces more livable, but then also how to sell their houses faster. And I taught human design classes and now I'm teaching about extraterrestrials. <laughs> so everything, every piece of my life has always been a teacher. So I just, I love that you said that. Nice. And it, it it's, it's with, I think with, you know, I don't really like to make general terms, but Sagittarian, if you, if you have that aptitude, it, it's, it's sort of a natural thing. Yeah. Right? you know, if you have that aptitude to teach. And, you know, when I think of my own life too, of like I've taught people multiple things, you know, whether at work or whatever, right. Showing them different things and how to teach and that. And um, yeah, so it's, it's teaching astrology. I, I was teaching under another group for a while there. And then I thought, Oh, let's branch out and do my own thing. So I'm starting my own astrology school this year. And I start classes on August 28th, I believe it is. Yes. Okay, well, this is coming out after the fact, so you'll already have your school going. So for for people who might be interested, actually, and like, oh, I, you know, I've always wanted to learn astrology. So how is your school set up? Are you going to have regular enrollment or? Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so the, the school is set up in a way that I, I know, like, an astrology has exploded out there, like, Everybody knows what Mercury retrograde is for the most part. It's almost <laughs> a household name. Yeah. And and then everybody know, knows their uh, sun sign, their moon sign, and their rising sign or ascendant. You know, they, they're starting to know this. You know, that's just getting going there. And so my astrology school, I started it with, um, you can take the first six weeks, right, which is all just the very basic basics. And then if you want to continue on for the next 10 weeks, you just continue on. If you just want to stop there, because it helps people understand it, get their feet wet and realizing, you know, it's like, oh, is this for me? Do I really want to do this? Or I know enough. I don't want to do a full study because it's learning another language. It is. You, you can't learn astrology in a weekend. You know, apparently there's weekend warrior astrologers out there. And it's like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> I've been studying it for 20 years and I'm still learning. Yeah. It, and, and there's second and third generation astrologers out there. It's a lifelong study. And so, and the other thing I'm doing with it too, if you already have 
a basic understanding of the planets and the signs and houses and aspects, then you can jump in at that seventh week without having to take the first six weeks. Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing that as well because I know some people out there, they've dabbled in that, you know, with it. So, and then I'll start level two in, in January and then level three in next fall, but I'll probably start another level one in January as well. Okay, perfect. So, and are these going to be, um, are the classes, are you actually teaching directly or are they pre-recorded or yeah. How, how interactive are the classes? They're, they're all live. They're, they're all okay. live classes. They're recorded and then they can go back and watch them. And the reason I like to have it live is because as we go through the information, they can, they can ask questions. Yeah. When you talk about things. And I find that so much nicer when it's live because then you're learning. Right. Okay. So for, I guess, for people, because you did bring up some of the basic info of like your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising. So can you, for people who are like, what is that? Because not everyone who's listening or watching understands what those different aspects are. And so like, for instance, I'm a Sagittarius sun, Gemini moon, Gemini rising. So <laughs> you probably are like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so if you can share what the, what the sun, the moon versus the rising. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, just to comment on your, your three, three yeah. players there, it's like, it's not surprising you have a talk show, all that Gemini. <laughs> so, so your sun sign is your purpose, your passion, how you want to shine in the world. The sun shines. So how you want to go out there and shine in the world. Your moon sign is your inner emotional self, how you nurture yourself, uh, your pattern, your emotional patterns of behavior, how you cope emotionally, how you nurture yourself, how you nurture others. Mm -hmm. And then your rising sign or ascendant, interchangeable, Mm -hmm. is the zodiac sign that was coming up over the horizon on the day you were born. Okay. So, and that rising sign is how people first see you. Mm. All right. It's how you sort of portray yourself at first. So think of yourself, you're walking into a room full of people, a party or a dinner party or whatever. And it, depending on your zodiac sign is how people are going to first react to you until they start to get to know more about your sun sign, your passions, your purpose, or even your moon sign. Your moon sign is more relational in regards to people that are close to you. Do you really show your moon sign? You know, it's, it's more or less you're really expressing your rising sign and your sun sign when you're out and about. So in your case, if, if that's okay, we can, you know, yeah. so Sagittarius sun and with the Gemini moon and a Gemini rising. So the Gemini sun, or sorry, the Gemini moon, the moon, Gemini moon, they need to be heard. They need to be listened to. If you're not heard or listened to, it's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you feel emotionally deflated. You feel mm -hmm. kind of sad, upset. It's like you weren't listening. You might go off and pout, you know, if you're a two-year-old, right? You know, so the Gemini sun need, or moon, sorry, needs to be heard, right? I totally resonate with that. And I can tell why, like, I have two ex-husbands and neither one wanted to listen to me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so continue. I just had to throw that in there. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> and so now the sun, the Sagittarian sun, is a fire energy. So just to backtrack, the Gemini moon is uh, an uh, air yeah. energy. And so the Sagittarian is element of fire. So that fire energy is like, let's go, let's go do this. It's like on the spot. It's also a mutable sun. It's adaptable. It's changeable. It's like, you know, you're making plans with friends and all of a sudden they can't say, oh, okay, I'm going to go do this instead. You know, and you go off and do something else. It's like no biggie do. And so that sun is that passion. It's like, I want to share. I want to explore. I want to expand. Sagittarius is also ruled by the big planet Jupiter out there. So it's all about your belief systems as well, what you're believing. And the Gemini moon needs information, right, to help support that, you know, that learning. So Gemini is always learning. So no wonder you've been a teacher all your life in all these different modalities. Gemini moon, oh, I love this. Oh, this feels so good. Now I have to share it with everybody and teach. So that's a ex really nice example of the sun-moon combination there for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the Gemini rising, people are going to come to you, you know, oh, Lisa, she knows everything. Go ask her. And you're like, now with that Gemini moon, you probably do. And <laughs> with the Sagittarian sun, right? Yet they're going to, some, sometimes people may look at you as a know-it-all, right? I've been um, told that. And, and the reason being that Sagittarius Gemini uh, energy, they're, they're opposite in the chart. Mm -hmm. And Sagittarians are always, um, we know things without knowing how we know them. You just know them. Claire Cognizant here. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, the thing with that is, now the other problem with that is, not a problem, but it's like they always think they're right because mm -hmm. they know it right? Yet the Sagittarian in my teachings, in my learning from other teachers, is that the Sagittarian has to understand that there's other viewpoints and perceptions out there. Yeah. That they're not always right. Like somebody else can know how they know things without knowing how they know them. And one could, and you can both be right. And yeah. your, your, your perceptions are what they are. Neither one is right. Neither one is wrong. Yeah. So, so there's that to understand about Sagittarian has to understand that it's like, oh, I'm right in regards to my environment, what I got going on and somebody else's perception of the same thing. They might look at it differently. So yeah. your, your Gemini rising sign, going back to your Gemini rising sign is the opposite is going to be Sagittarius on the descendant. So you have Sagittarians coming in and thinking that you're a know-it-all you don't know everything and they might be a little critical or that gemini is the first thing they see about you is chatty kathy right you know and needing to socialize it gemini is also a very social sign as well and and so the gemini is all also too like the knowledge and the learning right and and how we perceive things and having to also realize that not everything we read or see or hear is true. Right. So it's also having an open mind, which is nice to have that Sagittarius sun component for seeing everything else out there. Right. Right. So, yeah. 
Okay. Well, so, and what's super interesting about what you just said is that it's been in the last few years that I have been really communicating with my, my ETs and them channeling through me that I have understood things from that higher perspective of that there are many truths, many perspectives and coming to grips with that because in my younger years, I, yeah, I was a little more fixed <laughs> in terms of what I knew to be right or whatever. And so I've loosened up on that. And um, so the chatty Kathy part, that part's interesting because um, in my human design chart, my throat is actually undefined. And so I only am talkative when people activate my throat. Mm. And so if someone is with me who doesn't have that defined throat or doesn't fill me in there because they aren't defined either, I can be quiet. Like I can sit in silence with someone and be perfectly comfortable. And so my husband, he, my, I have a third and final husband now, but nice. <laughs> we, he doesn't define my throat and I don't define his. And so when we're together, like in a car without other people around, we can just, again, be very silent and be fine. But then when we go into a restaurant or where there's people, that fills us in. And then, yeah, then I, it's like nonstop chatty. So anyway, but because most people that are coming onto my show fill my throat in somehow, I'm able to have these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah, like you went through a point in your life where you're realizing, oh, there are other viewpoints out here. Mine isn't all knowing and all seeing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what I realized again with my human design is, so I run things through, is this true for me? Right. And so when I do that, then I can be like, okay, it doesn't have to be true for everyone. And even when I'm like teaching information, it's like, you know, I'm just here to share information. You can take it or leave it. Right. I'm not trying to convert or convince anyone of anything. So I've definitely come a long way in my 50 years on this planet. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's awesome. You know, so, so yeah, so that's the sun, moon and rising and it, it's different for everybody. One of the other little things I do in my classes when I talk, when I teach about that is I'll have three people. One will play the moon, one will play the sun and one will play the rising sign. How are they all getting along together? Okay. In, in the playground. So yeah. two of them might get along together and the other one's a third wheel out. None of them might be getting along together or they might all get along together. But we talk it out, you know, by playing the energy of each of those um, aspects and those points. And, and then you work it out how to get along with each other. You know, one might not like the other. And, you know, it's like, well, what's going on? Why, you, you know, why? Right. So what, so which which ones might not be getting along? Like if all three of them are not getting along, can you, what's an example of that? An example, okay, so say we have, okay, say we have a, a son in Scorpio, all right? Okay. Scorpio is very independent, very, you know, does their own thing. Um, they're also the detective of the Zodiac sign, as I like to call them. Okay. And then say we have uh, son in Scorpio, say, Say moon and uh, uh, say moon and Taurus. No, let me think here. Moon and Leo. Moon and Virgo. Say moon and Virgo. Okay. And then say me or no? Let's say go moon and Aquarius. So sun and 
Sun, Sun Scorpio, Moon Virgo, and Aquarius rising. Okay. okay. Real, real, real mix there because the Aquarius rising is very different, unique. They're social. They, you know, typically have a lot of friends. They, people see them or gravitate to them as, as, oh yeah, let's go hang out with, you know, the Aquarius rising person. Yet their sun sign in Scorpio is going, no, leave me alone. I want to do my own thing. I want to be by myself today. I don't want to do anything. You know, I just want to be in my cave. Right. And then the Virgo is can be very critical on themselves because of that. Mm. So the the moon and the sun may get along together because the Virgo energy, the moon and Virgo can be very um, analytical and critical of themselves, but want their alone time just to do their own thing. They they're shy as well. Okay. And energy and the moon, sun, and Scorpio, they like their alone time. Whereas that Aquarius rising wants to go out and socialize all the time. And the other two don't. Okay. So it's like going over to, you know, your friend's house, knocking on the door, you know, Aquarius going over to their friend's house on, you know, knocking on Scorpio and Virgo's door going, do you guys want to come out and play today? Come on, let's go. And they're like, no, we want to stay home and do our, do our thing. Right. <laughs> you know? So, so that would be an example of them not getting along. So, then you have a conversation with each of those elements in, in those zodiac signs and dynamic to say, okay, Virgo, what's wrong? Why don't you want to go socialize? Well, because I, I don't like to, I don't like being out in the limelight, you know, and Scorpio's like, well, you're, you're strong enough. You're, you know, go out and shine and be yourself right out there in the world and you can socialize. Right. So it's, it's working, you know, it's not unlike getting the kids to get along. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, and I, I mean, I know from my own experience of relationships that these zodiac signs playing out with each other in your relationships, whether it's your parents, your kids, your siblings, your partners, friends, whoever. Yeah. You know, now, are there, and from your perspective, are there signs that should not be together? Like, are just like, they're oil and water and they're not <laughs> going to match? Or... Is everything workable? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and this, this is where the evolution part comes in. All right. Okay. So I often get that question. Oh, what's, what sun signs, you know, who am I compatible with? And I know they're just talking about the sun sign. Right. right. And, and yes. So all the fire signs are usually compatible. All the earth signs, you know, fire signs being Sag, Leo, and um, what's the other one? Aries. Uh, <laughs> all the earth signs, Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus, all the air signs, uh, Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini, and all the water signs, Pisces, Scorpio, Cancer. Yes, those because those are in what's called a trine aspect to each other. Yeah, they, they will tip those sun signs will typically get along together. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're looking at relationships, you also have to look at the rest of the chart and bring in the other what I call the inner planets. So the moon, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. So the moon being our emotional self, Mercury, communication, how are you communicating with each other? Um, Mars, how do you get along together? You know, the action and, and your drive and determination within the relationship. And Venus, how, how, how do you relate to each other? You know, Venus is all about relating to each other. So looking at all just those planets, you have to look at those and how all those are um, in aspect with each other. 
And this is where you're going to get your differences and your compatibilities and how to work through things. Now, so there is no really right chart and wrong chart that goes together because it all depends on the purpose or it all depends on the people. And one of the things that I've been taught through astrology is that the planets don't cause anything. It's all observation correlation. And then how do you want to deal with the energies that you've been given? Okay. Right. So you can either spiral down a negative path and everything is terrible, or you can spiral up and, and have a better positive outlook. I want to change things. Mm -hmm. So again, it all depends on the soul connection as to why two people have come together and what they need to learn from each other. Yes. And that can be seen in the chart, correct? It, it can be seen in the chart, what they need to learn from each other. And I've done, I do do a couple of relationship readings and it's amazing. And, and there again, too, you get right to the root cause and the issue and why. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then it's well, their choice. And then it's their choice as to how they want to deal with it going forward. Beautiful. So let's go back to Pluto and the nodes because okay. that, um, so if you can explain how that shows, like you, I think you were saying life purpose and maybe life lessons. So tell, tell us more about that. Okay. So Pluto in astrology is what we call now, when I first started learning, it was called the soul of the chart, your, your soul. All right. But it, it's more, Pluto is all about transformation. He's all about transformation, uh, endings and beginnings and all of that. And Pluto is how your soul wants to evolve and change and grow in your world and where it shows up in your chart. The nodes, okay, the nodes are the dragon's head and the dragon's tail. Okay. And it, one's called a south node, which is the tail, and the north node's called the head. Mm -hmm. And that's your karmic access. So the south node is the energies that you've brought into in this lifetime from previous lifetimes and what you're needing to learn from and, and work with. And the north node is your potential, sort of what you're working towards. Not so much your past, past self and future self. Yes, it's kind of like that. But it's also what you need to learn from your past and what you want to bring in from your future selves. And then there's a whole other dynamics that go along with it. What planets are sitting right beside those nodes? What planets are in a challenging aspect to those nodes? And what are you here to learn? Why do you keep repeating things? So there's all these different configurations. There's a whole study, of course, with it. Um, so Pluto really shows, again, Pluto also shows what you the energies you brought into in this lifetime what you're needing to learn and then the opposite point of pluto and this is what we put on the chart is called the pluto polarity point the exact opposite point to pluto which is also what you're working towards as well what energies you need to bring in to learn about yourself so pluto in the nodes is looking at the chart is showing you how your soul wants to evolve and grow and change. And this is also too partially why we keep repeating the same issue until we learn it. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you notice that it's like you're, you're going through life and it's like you go to, 
you're working at a job and then it's, I don't like all these people anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to another job. It's the same situation, different people. You right. quit that and then you jump to another one and same people, same situation. You quit that. And it's like, okay, what's the common denominator here? Maybe okay. I need to change to learn something here. What do I need to learn? <laughs> I know people like that, that, that exact scenario that they just kept going job to job and it was always someone else's fault. And I'm like, oh, might take a look. <laughs> but and, well, and for me, that's what I realized in my relationships. You know, I mentioned I have two ex-husbands and so I have a series of these toxic relationships. And when I got out of my second marriage, I'm like, I'm the common denominator. Let yeah. me do some deep healing here. <laughs> so yeah. And, and yeah, it does it, finally, eventually, hopefully we, we do do that. We come to the realization, wait a minute, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to change and heal. And, and, and then that's when people start searching us out, you know, how do I shift this? How do I change this? So, and it, it's that soul energy shift and even just having the awareness. And, and this is what I love about astrology as well is when I started in on it, it was this, having this really strong compassion and understanding as to why people are the way they are. Yeah. And, and it takes away a lot of the judgment. Mm -hmm. you know, we can be so critical and judgy of others. It takes that away because once you understand their moon or, or how they speak and, uh, you know, and because I've been studying astrology for such a long time, I, I think like that all the time. You know, I see people like, oh, I'd love to see their chart, see what's going on with them, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and same thing when I um, really immerse myself in human design, same, because there is no good or bad chart. All charts are beautiful and unique and everyone's here to be who they are. And so when you understand that, then you can have more grace, number one, for yourself, but also for everyone else. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 And it's so nice when you... It, I almost look, I almost liken it to learning sort of the secrets of the universe, mm -hmm. how things work. And, and there's such a knowing your own chart there, there's like this, all of a sudden this like, Oh, that's why I am the way I am. Yeah. There, there's a sort of resonance that helps you calm down and not fight against things. And then it's like, okay, how do I want to use these energies? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to put it. And so, I mean, like, and that's why I bring people like you on that specialize in the, all these different kind of metaphysical uh, modalities, because every piece of information that you can learn about yourself, then, I mean, for me anyway, I am here to know myself. Right. And, and then know how, who I am out in the world and who I am in connection to source and, and all of that. And so, so many different modalities can give you very similar information, but they validate each other. And yeah. so, yeah, so my astrology chart matches my human design, matches my hand analysis, my numerology, like it all plays together. Yeah. And, and this is where, you know, they always say, where, where's the, you know, when a new baby comes into the world, right? Where, where's the instruction book for this little thing? <laughs> it's your astrology chart. And if more people understood even just the moon sign of their child, mm -hmm. game changer. Yeah. 
game changer. For example, Moon and Taurus children or Moon and Taurus, Taurus adults, is you can't spring things on them. Moon and Sag, oh yeah, let's head out today. Let's go here. Uh, the Moon and Sag is off, right? Any Moon and Fire sign, right? They're off and running. Yeah. Moon and Taurus or any of the Earth signs, but specifically Moon and Taurus, they need months in advance notice and planning. Okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> They're like, what do you mean you want me to go like in the next hour? No. <laughs> Where are we going? What are the details? We're just going. We'll find out when we get there. It's like that doesn't work for a moon in Taurus or even a sun in Taurus, right? But the moon in Taurus, they need to know, feel secure in where they're going. Yes. Well, my husband, he's a sun in Taurus. And so, yeah, we have sometimes an interesting dynamic in terms of needing that security versus me. No, not, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go. We'll find out. We'll deal with it when we get there. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, in our last bit of time here, what else would you like people to know about you, your services? I mean, I see in your background, you've got Stoneberg Steampunk Tarot. Is that your own deck? Yeah, no, actually. And let me just move there. So it's got oh. my full name on it. So that poster, uh, my sister lives out um, 12 hours away from me, and she lives in a small town called Mission. Okay. And they have a uh, Mission Arts Council there. And one weekend they were putting on a steampunk themed party to raise money for the Mission Arts Council. And I'm right into steampunk. So I said, okay. and it was an excuse to also go out and visit my sister. And so I said, hey, I'll come out and do some readings for you and help raise money for you. So I flew out there and the Friday, the party was Saturday night. So Friday afternoon and all day Saturday, I did readings for them in their 125 year old Victorian house oh. and as I'm doing readings or I'm feeling the spirits on my arms and there's three of them standing there watching me and I'm like don't leave me here by myself when you leave <laughs> I still get a little freaked sometimes right because they were all over the place anyway so when I got there they had made this poster for me okay and, and it's got my favorite saying on there by Carl Jung I'm just gonna read it here it says, one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. So, and then that, those four cards are part of a tarot deck, a steampunk tarot deck, of which I do own, but I didn't make them. You didn't make it. Okay. Okay. I just, I, I was, yeah, intrigued by the steampunk theme there. So, well now, okay, so I do have a real quick question and then we'll we'll let you finish sharing whatever you want to share, which is when you're seeing these spirits, so because you're actually clairvoyant, um, do you see other kind of entities? Like have you seen fairies or other entities that are out there that are not earthbound spirits? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, I've seen in my dream world, in my room, in my dream time, I saw a little green sparkly creature come visit me. And I have seen other darker energies running around, uh, mischief makers. And I have seen other creatures. I do do energy house clearings. So okay. I, I do see them there as well. So yeah, there, there are other energies out there and I have seen stuff other than just earthbound spirits, yes. <laughs> So um, the, the energy clearings, is that something that you need to do in person or can you do those remotely? 
I do have that gift to do things remotely as well. And so I can do energy clearing remotely. Yeah, not a problem. And any energy, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. As long yeah. as we have a connection, I can do my thing. Okay. So, so yeah. So in our last bit of time here, what else do you want to share? Um, I want to share that I, I am, I am very humbled about what I do. And it's, it always surprises me when people say, say, Oh yeah, Joanne here, she shifts energy. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess I do. Right. I don't realize I do it because this is just me. So the things, the thing about myself is I do hold a high integrity and ethics and morals around what I do. Being an astrologer is a very sacred thing because you are holding somebody's life in your hands. And so that's very, you know, sacred to me. Yes, there's still lots of fun to have with astrology as well. Um, so yeah, I, I do personal readings. I do remote work. I do energy clearing and shifting energy around you and teach astrology, which I have. And my latest venture that I'm getting into is business astrology, helping people transform their businesses where they may have obstacles and blocks, but getting to the root cause of that using astrology and all my other tools and helping them to succeed in their business as well. Okay. So um, would that be, I guess, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, is it still the personal chart? Or do you, is there an aspect, is there a business kind of chart that you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you would have, and that's the beauty of astrology. You can attach it to anything. Right. And, and so an event date, so the person's chart mm -hmm. and then, oh, uh, and then looking at the business chart on the day they either incorporated or um, registered it, whatever date that may be. And then you start looking at their chart and all the different configurations, the phasal relationships between the planets and comparing it to the, both the charts and also seeing the timing of things, what sort of they're going through the timing as to when things will happen for them, when to make decisions and that type of thing for them. And, and also helping them get through all those, the soul energy of their chart and introducing them to their soul of their business. Okay. So you create an extra, you create sort of the, this sole entity of your business and how you want to relate to it and work with it. So, I mean, that, is, that's brilliant. And I feel like I've heard of that kind of tangentially, but I mean, for people who are really, you know, want to dive deeper and are business owners, I mean, that's fantastic. So. It is. It is. Because again, using astrology, it just opens this whole other door. And it's like, how's my relationship with my business? Not in like, what's my relationship with money or, you know, relationship with anything, your house, you know, that type of thing, anything. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, so remind people where they can find you, your website, your socials. Okay. So my website is astheplanetsturn.com and I am updating it. So Thank you for your patience while I update it here with some new things happening. I do have a cosmic newsletter that I um, send out via email. I'm on, what am I on? Instagram and Facebook, of course. Uh, Instagram, just my name, Joanne Stoneberg. Uh, and Facebook, my name, Joanne Stoneberg. And asaplanetsturn.com. And you can reach out to me. I do have an option to have an introductory phone call with me if you have questions about anything or how best I can serve you. And if we're a right fit to work together and yeah, 
or email me joanne at as the planets turn.com okay well thank you so much for being on and i've really enjoyed our conversation and i'm sure our audience has too so for those who are watching or listening thank you so much for your time and i'll see you next time on connection to the cosmos aloha <laughs>